we're going to walk through at least two ways that you can present your thoughts and ideas in a way that people listen and want to listen. Now, I'm going to be giving you the things that actually works. Now, a question for you that I'd like for you guys to answer, uh, if you can answer in the chat for me. How many of you actually have to give updates or do presentation or explain or even defend yourself? How many of you have to do that? Go ahead and share that with me in the in the uh, chat box, okay? Go ahead and share. You can just put in there, yes, these are things that we have to do. And if you can, also put in there how often you have to do it. Do you have to do it uh, once a day, a couple times a day, once a week? Or some of you may not ever have to do it, so you can let me know about that. Now, when you have to share something, this is a mental framework that some of you have heard me talk about before. And again, my client Shaq created a video that said, hey, these are the things that helped me do this. He was presenting uh, to people at a very high level in his organization. So this is very, very practical. It doesn't matter what level you are, this information can help you. And so this mental framework is called Vic and Rick, Vic and Rick. And the last two letters are the same, but the first two are a little different. And it's a mental framework, and it's something that you actually can keep in mind while you're presenting. Just like in the back of my mind, I am trying to make sure that what I'm saying to you is both valuable and relevant. Now, obviously, this is something that you hopefully will have done and thought through as you were creating your presentation, right? And we have a whole process called the Ultimate Presentation System that helps you to begin to think about your presentation. We call that the anticipation phase. And then we have the preparation phase, the practice phase, and the presentation phase. So as you're thinking about whatever it is that you have to talk about, date, present, you want to be asking yourself, number one, is this information that I'm about to share relevant? Is it relevant to the people who are in this meeting? So it forces you to think about who's going to be in the meeting, right? Who's going to be there and what information they want and need. Is this relevant? The other part of relevancy that's important is, is this important for me to talk about right now, right? So it could be important to them. It could be something that's relevant, right? But it might not necessarily need to be something that you need to mention right now, okay? So that's important. It might be something that you need to bring up later that can wait or that maybe needs to wait for another meeting, another opportunity. So relevance is, is this important to the people who are here? And is it important for me to bring this up right now? Now, this is very, very important if you think about it, because it's really a major part, purpose of our communication. So whenever you have to speak, it's important that you talk about something that's relevant. Okay. And let me give you an example of, of when this doesn't happen. You're talking to someone and they start to talk about something that they shouldn't be talking about at that time. It's just not relevant to the conversation. They've gone off on a tangent. It's irrelevant. Has that ever happened to you? Have you ever observed someone doing that? Or have you ever done that? So that's why thinking about is this relevant is very important. Now, the second part to this is, is this valuable? Is this valuable information? So whoever's in the room you want to ask yourself, is this information going to help them? Is it going to serve them in some way? Is this going to be informing them, giving them some additional information that they need 
to make a decision? Is this going to educate them? Is it going to inspire them? Right? Is it going to help them in some way? So is it, is it valuable? Now, again, you can have this in the back of your mind. It's a mental framework that you can actually have in the back of your mind while you're presenting. It's kind of like a check. So as you're speaking, you're checking, is this relevant right now? Should I say this? Is this important? Is this important information? You can just be checking. And the very act of checking, is this relevant and valuable, is what we call a positive distractor, right? So for some of you that may tend to uh, negatively anticipate or worry or get distracted about who's in the room, and I hope I say the right thing, and I hope I don't mess up, well, this mental framework can help you because it's a positive distractor. Now you're no longer thinking about that kind of stuff because you don't have the mental capacity to think about that. Now you can think about it in between, but if you're focused the whole time you're speaking on, is this valuable, is this relevant, is this valuable, is this relevant, then you don't have time to think about the other stuff. That's what's so beautiful about Vic and Rick. Now let's talk about the next part here, impact. Probably would have been better if I used the word engage, but then it wouldn't be Vic Rick. Impact goes well also because it's, am I impacting my audience? Am I impacting? Am I holding their attention? Am I grabbing their attention? Am I engaging? Now, this has more to do with your speaking style. And this is where modeling comes in and all the proactive speaking skills. So what you want to be thinking about when you're speaking is your audience. This, once again, is extremely important and it addresses a lot of the challenges that some of you may be facing in terms of worrying and thinking about words that are coming up or sounds or um, wondering if you're going to say the right thing. If your entire being and your focus and everything that you're doing in that moment is focused on valuable or value, relevancy, impact, engagement, am I engaging them? Am I speaking in such a way that people want to listen to me, right? Am I smiling? Am I using body length? Am I making good eye contact? Am I, and we'll talk about this again in clarity, but am I speaking too fast? Am I enunciating, which we call articulating, okay? So you're going to be asking yourself this kind of in the back of your mind while you're speaking. And yes, you can do this. You can do this while you're speaking. So when I'm speaking, just the way that I'm speaking now, I'm monitoring myself. I'm self-monitoring to make sure that I'm using body language, that I have somewhat of a smile on my face, that I'm making eye contact. Now, my speech is not perfect, right? It doesn't need to be perfect. You don't need to be perfect. You just need to be good enough. If you're good enough, that you focus on uh, the system and the strategies and techniques that we share with you, <clears throat> you're going to actually end up being superior. So impact means Am I engaging my audience? Am I holding their attention? And I'm going to give you some very, very specific things that you can do and say so that you can actually engage your audience. We'll do that in a few minutes. So impact, again, important when you're speaking. This makes people want to listen to you. And obviously, if you're giving an update, you're giving a presentation, you're trying to defend your position, you want people to listen to you. And I've had many, many clients who said, hey, I had to defend my position. I used Vic and Rick, I used the ultimate presentation system, and I was able to get the resources that I needed because of the way I was able to smoothly, clearly, calmly, and confidently articulate my thoughts. That's what we're talking about here. All right, so this next one is clarity. Now, 
This one is, I'm not going to say more important, but almost more important than the other. Value and relevancy is very important. But if a person can't understand what you're saying, or it's not clear, it's illogical, then it doesn't matter if it's valuable or if it's relevant. It doesn't matter how you're speaking. If they can't understand it, they can't hear you, then it's not going to have the impact that you want it to have. So I hope that this makes sense. So here, when we talk about clarity, we're talking about two aspects of clarity. The first aspect has to do with your speaking style. Once again, you mentioned this in impact. When you speak, you want to speak in such a way that people can hear you, that is, your volume is loud enough. You don't want it to be too loud so that it's overpowering. You don't want it to be so low that people can't hear you, right? Because that's going to distract them. It's going to cause them to start to glaze over and think about something else. Why? Because it's requiring too much effort and energy to listen to you, right? So you want them to be able to hear you. Now, I've struggled with this for many, many, many years. I used to struggle with it. Uh, people would ask me to speak up. And the reason is that when I started to change to transform my speaking style, I felt like I could speak smoother if I spoke a little lower because I felt more relaxed. So by relaxing my voice down, and yes, I inflected and so forth, but I just felt I relaxed my voice down, which for me, it meant speaking at somewhat of a softer, lower value. I felt more relaxed. So people would say, no, I can't really hear you. Can you repeat that? Especially if I'm speaking to a group, but even if I was speaking to one or two people. So what I had to do is just bump my volume up a little bit. I didn't go super loud, just bumped it up a little bit so that they could hear me. Same thing if I was speaking to an audience, I would just bump it up a little bit. And I got to a place where I could speak to pretty large group of people without using microphone, large room, and I could project my voice, even though I was and still am relatively soft-spoken. So clarity, or one aspect of clarity, has to do with your style, and one part of that has to do with your volume, right? The other part has to do with speed, okay? So volume, speed. If you speak too fast, it stresses the audience, because they have to try to keep up with you. And so it uses too much energy and it causes the person to feel more exhausted and tired. I was just talking to a friend of mine yesterday and she was telling me how she was speaking with her daughter and the daughter likes to speak and she speaks a lot. She speaks really fast. And she said, it's just exhausting and draining, right? <clears throat> so this can happen. If you speak a lot and you speak really fast and sometimes you speak loud, Sometimes. that can actually drain the listener. Now, if you speak too slow, that can also drain the listener. Some people may think I speak too slow, and some people think I speak fine, and other people may think I speak too fast. So you're not going to please everyone, but there is a balance, and you can find that balance, right? Now, <clears throat> you want to remember that there's volume and there's speed. Speed, in my experience, is probably one of the, the biggest steps that you can take. It's one of the, the biggest skills that you can learn. One of the biggest habits that you can develop is to slow your speech down. Now, remember, I'm not saying speak slow. I'm saying speak slower than probably what you currently speak. Um, we actually want you to speak dynamically, which is a combination of speeding up and coming back down. And you'll hear me do this. I'm doing this the whole time when I'm speaking. I'm saying some things faster and I'm slowing some things down. Just like I just, I'm saying some things faster 
and then you step faster and then I pause and then I'm slowing it back down again. So it has a dynamic pacing to it, a dynamic rhythm, which is much easier to listen to than someone speaking super slow the whole time or super fast the whole time. <clears throat> also, when you're speaking, you want, especially if you're giving a presentation or even an interview or an update, if you're feeling a little excited, anxious, or nervous, you want to speak slower than you usually do. You want to start out speaking slower than you usually do. And then throughout the entire presentation, you want to go a little slower than you usually do. Why? So let me just <clears throat> pause and ask you, why do you think that in a presentation or in a situation where maybe you're feeling a little anxious, why do you think it's important for you to speak slower than you usually do? Type that into the chat box for me. Let me just get a couple of answers. <clears throat> so why do you think it's important to go a little slower than you usually do? Now, while some of you are thinking about that, I'll go ahead and start to give you the answer, but I, but I definitely want you to think, and I want you to go ahead and, um, and share your thoughts. And let me just take this off here. That's so one reason that you want to go slower, you want to start slow, is that your habit, your propensity will be to actually speed up, will be to go faster. Why? Well, because some of you will feel anxious and nervous, which generally causes people to speed up, to go faster. Some of you will feel like, oh my God, I just want to get this over with. I want to get this out. I want to get through this. And so you speed up. Some of you will feel like if I slow down, I might get stuck more, right? And so you hurry up and you rush and you start going faster. And if you start going faster, number one, it makes it more difficult for people to understand what you're saying. You start using more filler words or repeating yourself. So your speech starts becoming less clear. It, it's actually more inefficient to speak too fast. I had a PhD student that I worked with many years ago, and he had a presentation that he had to do. And I've shared this story before. And he used to go through it fast, and he would get stuck, and he would have to repeat himself and use a lot of filler words and so forth. And it took him a certain amount of time, whatever that amount of time is. Let's just say it's 45 minutes. Well, once he started using our system and he started to learn to slow down, he actually found it took him less time to give that same presentation because he was more efficient. He didn't use as many filler words, if any. He didn't have to repeat himself. His thoughts was, were more clear. So there's a saying that they say uh, in the military, especially, especially in um, special forces, that slow is smooth and smooth is fast. Remember that slow is smooth and smooth is fast. And it's true. When you slow your speech down, you speak more smoothly. And when you speak more smoothly, you can actually move more efficiently, which is actually faster, okay? So this is important. <clears throat> so this is the other aspect of your style, your speaking style, where we're talking about clarity. So we're talking about volume, we're talking about speed, right? Talking about speed. And we're also talking about enunciation when we're talking about clarity. Enunciation, making sure that you're using your mouth, right? You're opening your mouth and not mumbling. Lots of people kind of mumble. Um, and especially if you have an accent, remember, we all have accents. I have an accent to you. Some of you have accents to me. So we all have accents. And in this virtual world, in this virtual environment, it's very likely that you'll be talking to someone from different parts of the world, different parts of the country, different speaking styles. So you want to be able to communicate with everyone and anyone effectively. So <clears throat> when you enunciate 
or articulate, you are helping to slow your speech down and you're making sure that people can understand the words that you're saying. Another part of enunciating is what we call finishing your words. Finish your words. That means listening for the endings of your words, not cutting your words off. This also will help to slow your speech down, but it will make it more clear. Okay. Listen for the endings of your words. Finish your words. Finish your words. When you do that, you are able to articulate your thoughts better and you make your speech more clear. Now, there's probably some more aspects of speaking style that we can talk about, but let's move to the structure part of clarity. So we talked about the style part, how you're actually speaking, your volume. We talked about your speed. We talked about your enunciation or your articulation, right? We could talk about your speaking rhythm. Are you inflecting? Are you inflecting? We could talk about body language and all that, right? Let's move to structure. So when you're speaking, you want to make sure that you're presenting your thoughts in the most logical way you can, and also in the simplest way that you can, so that anyone can understand you, a sixth grader, a fifth grader, fourth grader, eighth grader. They can all understand what you're saying. They might not know all the terminology or lingo, but they can follow what you said. It's not confusing to them, as well as people who understand the terminology and lingo. They can follow what you said. So you want to make sure that you're being logical when you explain yourself. So this may mean, in some cases, saying less, right? Sometimes less is more. You can always come back and add, or if someone has a question, you can add, you can expand if you need to, but you want to be very uh, concise and precise in many cases. And so making sure that your arguments, that your thoughts are logical, helps you to be more precise, more concise, and more clear. And the reason that's important is because you want people to walk away as well as in that moment to understand, right? And to walk away remembering what you said. Uh, sometimes you'll hear presenters or you'll hear motivational speakers, teachers, teachers, and they'll have amazing speaking styles and they'll be very inspirational. But if you try to think back, say, well, what did they actually say? Can I remember the content of what they said? Well, sometimes you can't. It's like, it felt good. It sounded good. It was wonderful. I was inspired, but I can't remember what they said. I don't have any action steps. I can't really do anything with that long-term. So I would rather, and I chose many years ago, to err on the side of being clear than being super-duper inspirational. Hopefully, I am inspirational, but I'm, I'm going to err on the side of being clear. So now let's jump into um, a structure to help you articulate your thoughts in a logical manner. I'm going to teach you just two parts of our ultimate presentation system. Remember I told you there's the anticipation phase, there's the preparation phase, there's practice, and there's presentation. We're now going to go through all that, and there's a, there's a lot more. We're going to go through two uh, frameworks that you can use, not only when you're preparing a presentation, but also you can do it impromptu. So someone can ask you a question and you can use at least one part of this framework in the moment to answer questions to make sure what you're saying is logical. Okay, Farouk, do you have any uh, thing that you want to add so far? Does anyone have any questions for me so far before we move on? I'm just reading some of the content. Have more control of your speech. So we're talking about um, slowing down and why you want to slow down, especially in the beginning. But you also want to go a little slower than what you feel like you should go. So to have more control, to make people understand you. Yeah. And then we said, so those are all correct answers. And in addition, 
It's because you want to counteract your propensity to go faster, to speed up. Yes, Farouk, go ahead. Uh, sure, Michael. I hope you're able to hear me. I can, yes. All right, good. So not much. I just wanted to add a few points. So the first point is that all of that we are speaking right here in the session is about getting that spotlight off of yourself and onto the people to whom you're speaking. It can be a single individual. It can be four people. It can be five people. So sometimes what happens when we are speaking, when we are up to give a stand up, when we are in an interview, when we are about to give a presentation, is that we are too focused on ourselves. How am I going to speak? I hope I don't get, I hope I don't have a hard time. But all the information that Michael is sharing is about shifting the focus on towards the audience. How can I have an impact on them? How can I make sure that when they walk away from this meeting, they have something with them? How can I inspire them? How can I speak in a way that's more impactful? Like for example, if Michael was sitting right there speaking like this, right, you all of you would hardly be listening to him. But he's right there speaking in a way or he's actually speaking in a way which is making you guys listen. So how to speak in a way that the people listen? That is, you are having an impact with your speech. Like Michael said, it includes hand gestures, it includes facial expressions, it includes whether or not you are inflecting your voice, so all of these things. So you would want to shift your focus more towards that. And just one point uh, that I wanted to add further was that Michael spoke about speaking slow. So I have found, and most of the people have found that this is, like Michael always says, this improves your speech by more than 80%, just by slowing down your speech, especially at the start, because you would notice that when you are there to give a stand-up, when you're there to give a presentation, it's at the start where you're the most anxious, where you're the most nervous. So if you can find a way to start off well, the rest of the presentation generally goes very well. So make sure that you start off slow and not even slow. I would recommend starting off super slow because the people like they have a habit of starting off fast. So you are on one extreme. You would want to focus on the next stream, for example, so that you lie somewhere in there. So you start like when Michael starts his session or even something that I try to do when I start my sessions, like. It's really great to see everybody right here and all of that, right? We are extending our words. We are slowing down our speech. So slow down as a whole, but make sure to slow down at the start by extending your words. So these were the short points, Michael, that I wanted. Thank you. Yeah, thank you, Matt. Very, very important highlights to remember and to keep in mind as we look at uh, this next strategy, if you will. It's a strategy, but it's these are also techniques in a sense. It's kind of a way of thinking about presenting strategy, but it's also something specific that you can do. And it's something that I learned many years ago from Brian Tracy called the Six Honest Serving Unit. And it's who, what, when, where, why, and how. And you will use this more when you are planning a presentation or a talk. And again, I want to remind you, when I say presentation, don't necessarily think you're standing up you have slide deck, you're in front of an audience, you're on stage. You could be sitting in front of your computer doing a virtual presentation, no slides, right? You just could, you could have the floor. You've got five minutes, you've got 10 minutes, you've got 15 minutes to present this information. You can use the structure. I've had accountants use it when they're presenting data and numbers. So someone says, well, I can't really use the structure because I have a whole lot of data and information. Yes, you can. I've had everyone from 
CEOs to uh, CFOs, everyone, anyone, doctors, you can use the structure when it's appropriate and it's often appropriate. And the next one that I talk about, you can almost use all the time, okay, when you're explaining something. You can definitely use this one. It's called the question and answer format. And it's very, very simple, very, very simple. And you're not going to necessarily use all of these questions when thinking about structuring and articulating your thoughts. You're not going to use all of these, but you will use some of them, right? And the ones that I tend to use would, would be the what. So if I'm talking about something, I often like to talk about what, and I like to establish that right up front in one way or another. Sometimes I'll define things and not all the time, but I like to define things and I'll explain it so that we're all on the same page, unless this is so simple that I know that you know what we're talking. So you want to talk about the what. What are we going to talk about today? Then you may want to talk about why. Why are we talking about this? This goes back to the value and relevancy. Why is this important for you? So you want to just kind of remind them of why they want to listen to you. Like my client says, he reminded himself, hey, I I'm an expert at what I'm doing. I have valuable information. I think he shared this in his video. Say, so I've got valuable information that I need to share with these executives, with the people in this audience. And they're here because they probably don't have the information and or they need to hear my interpretation of this information. They need to hear this information from me. They need to get this data from me. So you're in a position of authority in that moment when you're speaking whether it's for one minute or rather it's for a hundred minutes, you're in a position of authority. You are about to share something that's valuable. So you want to talk about why is this important? Why is what I'm about to say important? Now, the other ones are optional, right? There are times where you need to talk about, well, who does this apply to? Who's using this? Who's involved in this? Who do we need to contact? Uh, when? When did this happen? When should this happen? Are there deadlines involved? We can talk about that. Where? Where is this taking place? Is it taking place here? Is it taking place online? Is it taking place in the office? And then the final one that I will often talk about is the how, right? Is the how. So how do we implement this? How do we move forward? What are the steps? And this is where the next part comes in that's very, very important. And I'm going to show you how to use this in a very, very flexible manner. We can use it impromptu. Use it impromptu. And I'm going to remind you of something that I said a little earlier. This is called a category and number, category and number, or sometimes you'll hear me talk about it as categorize and enumerate, right? Or numerate. So this is simply, you're putting a category and number to whatever you're explaining. So if you remember, I talked about style and I talked about Vic and Rick, I talked about clarity and I said, clarity has two aspects to it. And I actually held my fingers up and I said two aspects and I said remember this because I'm going to come back two aspects to it and the first aspect has to do with your speaking style and the second aspect has to do with your structure right and then I went on to give some specific examples of style like the volume and the speed and the enunciation and then we talked about the structure making sure that it's logical and then we broke it down further and I said I'm going to give you a specific framework for you to use as a structure, okay? So you heard me say two, two aspects. Uh, the category could be anything, but whatever the terminology is that you 
need to use for what you're explaining, you would use that. You probably won't do it if there's only one thing. If there's only one item that you need to talk about, then you probably won't say well, it's just one thing, but you can. Usually what I try to do is make sure there's at least two. What this does is this, in a sense, in a very real way, prevents you from uh, rambling on, prevents you from rambling on. So if you can say there's, well, two ways to look at this. There's two reasons. There's two things I want to talk about. Or three. Three is a magic number. You can break it into three things. Sometimes it's better. So two, three, and you start going beyond three, then it might be too much. But if it's a planned presentation, then you can do that as well. So when you categorize or when you add a category and use a number, it helps you and the audience. Why is this important? Well, it helps you clarify and logically structure what you want to say so that you're not cloudy or you don't get cloudy. You say, I'm going to talk about these two things and that's it. Now I can expand on those things if I want, but I'm only going to talk about these two things. So it helps you be more clear and logical in your mind and you feel more confident. <clears throat> you feel calmer because you're like, okay, I know what I'm going to talk about. Talk about these two things. It helps the audience because now they're looking forward to, all right, what two things is this person going to talk about? So then you say, number one, we're talking about style, right? There's style and structure. Okay, great. Now let's talk about some aspects. Okay, great. So here's one, here's two, here's three, four. So now the person's looking forward to that next number. So you're keeping them engaged. And you say there's two parts. In their mind, they say, what are the two parts? They're going to ask them, what are the two parts? You give them part one. If you don't give them part two, in their mind, they're thinking, they're waiting. What's part two? I've had this happen to me numerous times. I've had um, multiple items, you know, five things or seven things, and perhaps I forgot one of them, right? And I've had people, Mr. Williams or Michael, um, you mentioned that there were five things, but you only gave us four. I was, I was like, oh, thank you so much. Here's the other one. Maybe I had to look at my notes and say, okay. Thank you so much. I forgot about that one. Here's the other. So people will be waiting. They'll be engaged. Sometimes they're taking notes. So categorizing and numbering is very important for keeping them engaged and for helping them follow what you're saying. Now, I want to just go back for a second because we're talking about engagement. Using question and answer helps you structure your presentation so you can actually think about you can actually structure, this is in the anticipation and preparation <clears throat> and even the practice phase, you can structure your entire presentation using questions and answers. Questions and answers. What are we talking about? Why is this important? How do we do it? Why? So as you structure it and then you articulate the question, now you don't have to do this the entire time, but you articulate the question. And so you say, well, why is it important to use question and answer format when speaking with your audience, why is that important? What kind of an impact does it have? Well, let me share with you a couple of reasons why it's important. When you ask the question, you have control. The audience, if they're paying attention, has to think about the answer. So why is this important? Why is it important? They're thinking, why is this important? And they may start thinking about some answers, but they're also going to be listening to you to give them the answer. So why is this important? Yeah, why is this important? Now they're listening. Now you have them engaged, right? You're impacting them. And then you say, okay, how's this going to impact the audience? Well, it's going to impact the audience because it keeps them engaged, right? It's important so that you are able to keep them engaged by asking them a question. When you ask them a question, they have to pay attention to you. They have to tune in 
And it's important because you want to keep them engaged. You want to speak so that they listen to you the entire time, right? You, you want to speak in a way that they're going to be following and listening to you. So when you structure your presentation or your responses and question and answer, you ask the question and then you provide the answer. You keep your audience engaged. You make it also very logical. Uh, as you will hear or as you have heard from Shaq, he was able to give his presentation pretty much without referring to the notes because he used this structure, right? But the other thing that this does is it helps you feel more calm and confident about the content. If you ask the question and you know the answer, then all you have to do is just practice what you're going to say. Don't let yourself get tied to saying specific words. Be flexible. Be flexible. Say, okay, as long as I articulate or communicate the, the message, the essence of this, I don't have to use particular words for the most part, right? So this is, this is a very, very helpful for you. Now, when you're doing a presentation, you don't have to necessarily articulate the question all the time. Well, why is this important? Well, who is this? What, what is this? You don't have to do that the whole time. But I want to encourage you to do it often, especially to practice it. So you might say, well, why is this important? Or how many uh, aspects are there to clarity? Well, there's two aspects. Now I can say, now, what's the first aspect? I can do that. Or I can say, well, the first aspect is this. Now, the other way that I use question to answer is to quiz the audience. I've done this, I can't tell you how many times, probably thousands of times. I can say, well, there's two aspects to clarity. What was the first one? Or what is one of them? And then I'll wait for the audience to respond. And I'll say, great, what is the second aspect? And then, and then it's, a, it's a game, it's fun, they enjoy it. And, it, and they say, oh, well, he's going to be quizzing me. He's going to be asking me. So I'm, I need to make sure that I'm asked, that I'm paying attention. So you can also use the question and answer to engage your audience and have them give you input. So there's been times where I can say, so what, what are some ways you can engage your audience? I just kind of throw that out there. So what are some ways that you can engage, that you can better engage your audience? And then I'll wait for them to give me, and I'll say, I, and I really want your answers. Go ahead. And then the people answer, and I go, great, 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 great. That's good. And then I'll add to that. And I'll say, okay, well, here are some ways that, that I believe we can engage the audience. So you can actually engage the audience, or you can just throw it out as a rhetorical question, and then you can give the answer. So it's very, very flexible depending on your audience. Now, let's come back to category and number, because you're in a meeting and it's impromptu, you're probably not going to necessarily be able to say, so why is this important? What are we talking about here? You're probably not going to be able to do that in an impromptu situation where you're asked to explain something. But what you can almost always do is think and say, can I break my response down into two parts, two reasons, two things, whatever it is, two or three parts. So you can almost always use the category number when you need to explain something. And that's the power of this mental framework is that you can use it on the fly as well as use it to prepare your presentations. And it's extremely simple. You can add examples, you can add data, you can add slides, you can add what stories, you can do whatever you want, but you can organize and structure your entire presentation using this. So I want to encourage you, if you haven't already done it, um, get into the course and or work with us one-on-one -on -one so we can help you implement this. But more importantly, um, and this is where I want to share something with you. Um, let me close the whiteboard. 
and I want to get to another screen to share something with you. So we're going to be including this course as well as our Wave Goodbye to Worry course, which some of you probably never heard of. We're going to be including that in something that we are going to be launching very, very soon. And I'm going to let Farouk come on and say a little bit about our Pro90D Virtual Speech Masters Club. So Farouk, go ahead and share a little bit about what this is, how it's going to work, and I will uh, share my screen so people can see it as well. Sure, Michael. Thank you. And once again, I hope you guys are able to hear me, right? I can. All right. Good to go. So as Michael said, this Pro90D Virtual Speech Masters would actually be an excellent and an amazing opportunity for you guys to practice your presentational skills. Now, this is going to be, uh, there are going to be meetings every week within this Pro90D Virtual Speech Masters Club, where all of the members would be given something to speak about. Well, not all of the members, the people assigned for that day, they would be presented with something or given something to speak about. Now, these would either be prepared speeches, like for example, they would have prepared on these speeches, or these would be impromptu, like you would be given something to speak on right at that moment, and you would be able to speak on it. Not only would you be speaking on those things, but you would also be receiving the feedback from us and from all of the members as well, based upon the pro-90D speeches, based upon modeling, based upon the proactive speaking skills based upon everything that you would actually find inside this course. So this is actually an excellent and an amazing opportunity for you to enhance your speaking and especially your presentational skills because you would actually be getting that feedback as well. So you speak about something, you get that feedback, you were speaking well, maybe you should have focused on this a bit. Maybe you should have focused on this a bit. Then when you go about speaking in the next meeting, Having that feedback in your mind, your speech would improve. Then in the next meeting, it would improve for So it would really help you in that way. And uh, in each of these meetings, we would actually be announcing the first and the second positions as well. So the ones who would be speaking really well, they would actually be getting those first and second positions. That would be something which would be really, really great as well. And yes, yeah, so all the details now, how you're going to get into it, what is going to happen, how many times are we going to have it, for how many months and all of that. I think uh, Michael will go ahead and explain all of that. So this is uh, what the structure of the meeting would look like. And just one more thing uh, that I want to add is that you would not be only practicing your presentational skills, but you would be getting some other roles as well. So some other roles might include something like some sort of a timer or the person who is actually giving feedback, who is focused on, let's say, hand gestures, or who is focused on any proactive speaking skills. So you would actually learn those skills as well. You would actually learn those judgment skills as well. So it's going to be an excellent way, an amazing way to enhance your personality overall. Because after that, when you go out in real life, you have to speak at work, you have to speak at school, you have to give stand-ups, you have to speak in meetings, you have to give some presentations they are going to get really, 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 really easy for you. And not only are they going to get really easy for you, but the people would start to enjoy to listen to you. And the feedback, as I said, would be based on whatever is inside the course and whatever we were speaking about, obviously, in this webinar. So, yes, Michael, thank you. Yeah, 
So don't go anywhere because I'm sure that you'll, yeah. you'll be able to add some yeah. things here. So we, we modeled this, and I'm not ashamed to say it because it's a model that's been out there working. I encourage, I encourage people to go to it. Um, in fact, you'll see a video of Mona who, uh, who shares in her video how many times she went and won. We modeled this after Toastmasters. Very, very successful. It's been around forever. And we, we have created somewhat of a virtual Master. I would call it a Toastmasters on steroids. Um, and the reason is that it's based on our system, which is proven system. So well, how is it proven? Well, we've been doing it for about a decade now. We've had thousands and thousands. I have over 50,000 students. Many of them are from big companies that you'll see right here who've taken my courses and are taking them, not only my coaching clients, and the videos that you see that are uh, reviews and testimonials are obviously a very small fraction of people that we've actually helped. So it's a proven system. It's taken from not only my personal experience, but it's taken from science and it's taken from years and years and years and years of research of some of the best tools and techniques and, and some of the simplest ways to clearly articulate your thoughts. So we've structured it in a way to maximize your, your participation. Um, you can actually get a, an example of a meeting structure by navigating to this website, clicking this, entering your information, and you'll be sent that information so you can see how the meetings are structured. They're very structured. They will take place every single week. You'll see the times. And again, you will have an opportunity when you become a member to do planned presentations, as well as what we call impromptu. These would be similar to uh, tabletop, similar to tabletop. But the big difference is the criteria that we're going to be evaluating you on and the training that you're going to get in each session, as well as all the bonus content that you're going to get. So you will be evaluated based on our proactive speaking skills, which are skills that people use who are excellent speakers. You're also going to be evaluated on the ultimate presentation structure. So there's a very specific structure, much of which I talked about today, right? You're, you're going to be evaluated on how well you adhere to and use that structure. And the good thing is that you'll be able to go out and apply it instantly. So when you learn it, just like the stuff you learned today, you could go out and apply it today. You could apply it in your next conversation. You could apply it tomorrow, right? So it's instant, instantaneous success when you apply it. It just works. You're going to learn those things and you're going to be evaluated based on that. And so because you're going to be evaluated on it, you will be able to improve faster because we have a shorter feedback, feedback cycle. You'll learn it. You'll practice it. You'll use it. You'll be evaluated on it. You can try it again. Each session will have around a 15-minute uh, workshop or training component where we will walk through perhaps a proactive speaking skill or some aspect of modeling or one of the or a few of the ultimate presentation system structures. So you're going to be learning something in every meeting. And then you're going to be applying that and you'll have access to that course, as well as the Wave Goodbye to Worry course and some other amazing bonuses. This is all extremely affordable. And so you can get all of that information right here. And this club is something that people have been asking for for years and years and years. Farouk sat in on a meeting with me and potential clients said, well, do you have this? Well, we do it sometimes. It's just like a wake-up call. It's just something that we should have been doing 
years ago. So we're launching it now and we're launching it to our, our students and clients and those of you that are on this webinar. This is the first time anyone's hearing about this. So you want to get in now so that you can sign up to become a speaker. It's a safe environment. Uh, it's not, it's for anyone that wants to improve their, just put it like that. So you don't think that this is just for people who stutter or stammer. It's not. Just like people who start to stand up, go to Toastmasters, um, and that's not just for people. That's for anyone that wants to improve their speech. Some people may have a fear of public speaking. They want to get over that. Some people want to improve their posture. Some people want to improve how they enunciate, how well they are able to think clearly, how well they're able to speak on their feet. You're going to get all of that as well as very, very solid training. So we're not just going to throw you in there and say, do it and give you feedback. We're actually going to give you training that's been used for years that we know works. And then you're going to be able to implement. So uh, we're going to send out an email. All of you that have registered for this webinar, you'll get a link to this page, but I've also put it in the chat and we'll put it there again. Does anyone have any questions about anything we covered in the webinar or the Virtual Speech Master Club. Any questions before we wrap up? Will we get a recording? Yes, you absolutely will get a recording. And hopefully, if the AI is working correctly on Zoom, uh, you should get a pretty good summary. It does a pretty good job of summarizing what we talked about. So you should get that too. Any other questions or comments for Farouk or myself? We also want to remind you, Farouk, if you'd like, go ahead and paste um, a link to your coaching page yeah sure. i just want to remind so, you yeah go ahead yeah, yeah first i think someone is asking about slowing down like uh i think it was somewhere up there so if i can go ahead and answer that yes for sure so uh someone said that slowing down like michael was speaking about slowing down then i was also speaking about it so someone said that slowing down has been a huge a huge struggle for me and i practice it often but when it comes to speaking i forget and nervousness takes over so once again, as we were speaking about it, slowing down is not only something that you would have to remind yourself of once. Like you're going into a speaking situation and only once you have to say, hey, slow down. You would have to keep doing this consciously over and over again until it gets into your subconscious mind, until you build a habit out. So like all of the other habits, speaking is also a habit. So slowing down your speech is also a habit. So whenever you're going into speaking situations before and during speaking situations, you would have to constantly be reminding yourself of this over and over again. Hey, listen, relax, slow down, relax, slow down, relax, slow down. And not only that, there are specific things that you can do to slow down your speech, especially the things that we train inside the speech system. For example, something that is the most helpful is having to extend out your words or elongate your words. You would find that if you elongate, elongate elongate your words like this you would find it very hard to speak fast so you don't have to stretch and elongate all of your words but extending more of your words would really help you to slow down your speech and especially at the start i would recommend trying to speak super slow until you feel like now i'm in a good flow now i'm starting to come in a good amount of rhythm and then you can flow with your speech but in order to get up to that point it's really important to like really relax yourself down at the start so breathe more at the start, super slow your speech down, move your hands more, but not move them fast, move your hands and move slow as well. Like I've seen many of my clients that when I say use your hands, so 
they start using them very very fast if you use your hands fast it would also make you speak fast so make sure that you're slowing down your speech you're moving you're moving slow and if you are in a meeting and you can also move so also try to move a bit try to move slow like try to just relax and slow everything down and constantly remind yourself of so i hope it made some sense thank you for um vesta has a question about two techniques in our system verbalization and visualization so to put it simply verbalization is a combination of visualization and self-talk and affirmation or affirming in that you say aloud it doesn't have to be so loud that everyone can hear it but you say it so that you can hear it and you you describe an event that is coming up one way to do it so say you have an important meeting coming up so what you want to do is verbalize it you want to describe it as though it's already happened the way you'd like it to happen here's an example <clears throat> i i had a meeting today and it went extremely well i was relaxed calm i felt confident i was able to articulate my thoughts very very clearly people understood me people were nodding and it just went wonderful and i felt great so that's a verbalization notice i used the past tense i described it as though it happened already successfully you could verbalize in the present tense i'm in a meeting right now i'm feeling calm feeling calm i'm articulating my thoughts i'm making great eye contact people are nodding they're agreeing with me i'm able to say everything that i want to say so that's a present tense verbalization i'm describing a meeting that hasn't happened yet but i'm describing it as though it's happening right now the way i want it to what you'll find is that the more detail you use to describe that meeting the more your visual cortex starts to activate you actually start picturing yourself in that meeting you start to see it or you also start to emotionalize because you start to feel good well, i'm feeling great well, i felt great that's just like the feel as though you're in the meeting and you're, so so you're feeling it you're seeing it and you're speaking it so you're taking an active role in describing the meeting that's the power verbalization and as you can see it took less than 30 seconds for me to do it so you can verbalize a meeting in less than a minute visualization for the most part you're not going to speak you're going to picture imagine see with your mind's eye how you want the meeting to go and so you're going to essentially see the same things that you just described but you're just going to see them internally that's the major so verbalization includes some self talk there may be some affirmations in there and just some general description uh, either past or very very powerful tool so i hope i described that for you best of any other questions so we we want to encourage you to get yourself enrolled in our pro90d virtual speech masters is already proven model again toastmasters has been out there when covid hit they essentially had this had to go virtual right everyone had to go virtual so it works people have been doing it for years there's other companies out there doing it so we know that it works not only that this is going to help you in our virtual economy so many of you work in hybrid positions where a part of what you do is online you're doing meetings you're doing updates you might even do presentations using microsoft zoom or something like that and so what better way to get comfortable and prepare yourself to do that than doing it this way. Now, you're also going to learn the skills that you need to do it in person. Even though this is not in person, but one of the requirements is that you will need to have your video on because we want you to experience that kind of pressure, if you will, so that you can handle it, right? So you're going to be seeing people. We know that some of the meetings you're in 
people turn their videos off, just have the slides. We're going to make sure we set it up so that you feel that pressure and you learn, like Farouk said, you learn to make it easy. It just becomes easy for you. You're going to be a pro at this. All right. Any other questions? What time and day of the week are is a speech master? Okay. So we decided, as Farouk does webinars, uh, almost exclusively on Sundays. He's experimented with Saturdays and Sundays, and he probably will have to now start doing some webinars on Saturdays as well as these, but they'll be on Sundays at 12 p.m. Eastern time. And so he's been doing webinars for, I don't know how long, a year or more, right? And gets a pretty good crowd there. So we feel like that's a good day. Saturdays, people like to get out. They don't like to think about work sometimes. They want to do things with family. They want to go away. So we wanted to make it on a day where where we feel like we can the most. All right. So hopefully that answers your any other questions for us or comment. Um, if not, check out that link. Uh, let me paste it here again. Once again, we're we're going to send you an email with the link as well as the recording to this webinar. We will be using Zoom because there's lots of great things we can do with Zoom for that. Do enroll uh, right now. These are introductory prices. We're going to be offering a whole lot of value as well as the the ability to practice and implement what we're learning. And that's going to make the big difference with this. So Farouk, any closing remarks? Uh, not really. I think mm -hmm. we have spoken about a whole lot of stuff. So once again, this is an excellent opportunity, like Michael said, for actually everyone who wants to enhance his speaking skills and especially like presentation skills. Not only for people who struggle with their speech. In fact, the people to whom we are marketing this are not only the people who struggle with this, for everyone literally everyone who wants to enhance their speech and especially as i said their presentation so yeah if you have any problems signing up again we, we may have some bugs in there um if you have any problems signing up you don't get information always check all your inboxes because sometimes confirmation emails will go there uh, you should receive an email with the schedule uh, for the meetings that we all that we already have planned i think for the next three months or, or so so you should get a schedule and the link that is specific to you that you can use to join all or any of those meetings. The membership is for six months or for one year. You get a 15% discount if you pay for a year. This is all for less than people pay for our course alone. Here you're going to get the course, two courses, and the membership for less than you pay for the course alone. So uh, this is definitely something that you want to jump on. All right. I think we'll, we'll wrap it up there, Farouk. Thank you all for joining us today, and we look forward to seeing you in our next webinar, but we also look forward to seeing you in uh, the Pro90D Virtual Master's Club. Okay, someone said, wait, actually work every weekend. Please, can we have it twice a week so those who cannot attend Sunday? So we're going to, we will consider that. Thank you for, for asking. Let us, let us take a look. Let us get started with this, and then we'll see what else we might be able to do. Okay, all right. We'll see you guys. Yeah. Bye-bye.